all right good evening good day good morning everybody welcome once more to quarterly elements by the cosmos brought to you by the whole duty of man podcast you are listening to mabel and mletisi as usual good evening how are you good how are you sister mabel i am good brother <laughs> how was your week it was fine i suppose mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah i can't complain much it was fine it wasn't too hectic emotionally no that's fine well, well what is fine what do you mean it is fine emotionally speaking it's fine is not an emotion <laughs> it was fine what's more do you want from me i mean like huh? was it exciting were you sad were you feeling overwhelmed because i'm just trying to you know let us ease into the session so emotionally speaking how was your week? Was it a roller coaster of emotions or were you not feeling any emotions at all? I was not feeling any emotions at all. Well, we need to perhaps talk about emotional intelligence one of these days. Because I think one of the important things is being aware of how we feel. Because you probably would think that you sometimes don't feel anything at all. <laughs> but I think it is a reality, right? That feelings are a thing. And that they are always there, like regardless. It may not be a, an evident emotion, but I'm sure in the week you were feeling something. You're just not aware about it. But yeah, anyways, I had a good week. Thank you so much for asking. I'm lying. My week was hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so overwhelming. But yeah, man, I always appreciate the Sabbath and the good rest that it has to give us. Um, but yeah, before we get into our session, let us bow our heads in prayer. May you please pray for us. Father in heaven, as we've gathered here uh, to do this, to talk about emotions, Lord, please let your spirit be with us and guide us away, Father. Help us, Lord, and show us the way. And reveal to us, Lord, what you want your people to hear. And that we pray that as we speak, Lord, may it be your words that are coming out of our mouths. Mm. We pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. 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 All right. Too short, eh? No, it wasn't. Yeah, no. My brother here has a thing of saying really short prayers. I don't say short prayers. Like his prayers are very short. It's like when he is saying amen, I'm only starting with my prayer. Because like I struggle to not pray when someone else is praying. So I always pray and my inward prayers tend to be longer than his, so I'm glad that was that wasn't too bad. Thank you. All right, so we are continuing on the Bible and human emotions, right? And perhaps just a young recap of where we ended off last time. <laughs> I don't know if he has forgotten. <laughs> I was looking at him, <laughs> asking him. Well, my look was prompting him that you should give us a summary of our last session. You should have seen. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen the hand gesture. He's just like, bro, you go ahead and do it. I have no idea what we're talking about last week. Hey, guys. That's not what I did. Okay, then give us a summary of last week. I didn't do it. Why? Because I I, I spoke a lot last time. Um, I mean, it's not about that, but it's fine. We talked about, we, put a, we, we introduced emotions. Right. Last week. Then we also dwelt a lot deeper on negative emotions as well. Mm-hmm. And, and how we can practically, politically deal with them and their relevance in our lives as well. And mm-hmm. we also dwelt a bit on positive emotions as well. Also talking about the story of uh, 
David, Tamar, Absalom, mm, mm, mm. Amon. He dwelled on that story as well. And yeah. Speaking of stories, I'm excited for today's episode. I think today's about to be my favorite. But anyways, I think an important thing that we left off last week, which was a big takeaway, was handling and experiencing emotions as Jesus did, right? But then another big, big thing that we left our listeners, you with, was the fact that one of the many things that Jesus experienced as a human being as he took upon our nature was emotions as well. And so when we feel happy, sad, whatever it is, Jesus, he doesn't only like, he's not only like, oh yeah, I understand because he thinks about it logically and connects with us. But Jesus has been through exactly that and sometimes even worse, right? Mm. And because of that, we are able to trust our emotions with Jesus. And I think that was an important thing to bring up because usually discussions about emotions and feelings, like people tend to think that the Bible is so distant regarding that. But with the story also that we looked from that we looked at from the book of Samuel with with the whole Absalom and Tamar drama, I think we got to see there how these Bible characters experienced a lot. And remember last week how I mentioned like how is it that we're talking about emotions and we're running all the way to the book of Samuel? When are we going to start at the beginning? And today we are going to go to the very beginning. But before that, another note we ended off at last week, right, was God's plan for painful emotions. And we said that before we even talk about how God plans or what God has provided for us to, to be able to get through negative and painful emotions, I think an important question to ask and to discuss and that you may perhaps be having in your head is, why does God even allow these painful emotions to happen at the first place, right? Like, why is he providing for them? Why not just take them away? So that's what I'm going to talk about today. No, not today, but in, in this first session, it's it's something we're going to look at. So mm-hmm. I'll ask um, you to please open for us and read from the book of John 16, verse 20 to 24. What is Jesus's promise in regard to pain and grief? John chapter 16, verse 24. 16, verse 24. John 16, 20 to 24. Mm. All right, see if you can beat us there. I've got there already. All right. Hitherto, mm-hmm. if you asked nothing in my name. John ask, 16, 20 to 24. Or 20 to 24. Yes. Oh, okay. Verily I say unto you, that he shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And he shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Verse 21. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she will remember it no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Verse 22. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day, ye shall ask of me nothing, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Verse 24, hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. In addition to that, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse, let's just do verse 1 until we see where to stop. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, 
a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. It goes on and on and on, right? And I think... From, from these two readings and probably a whole lot of more verses we'd probably get, especially from Psalms, I think, is the fact that there is a time for this, right? Uh, when we read from the book of John 16, it says that a woman cries, right, when her time for labor has come. Because what? Her hour is come, right? Mm-hmm. That is the hour. That is the time for her to give for her to give birth and to go through that pain but she knows that the time of joy is coming and then jesus also in giving that counsel he's saying that you guys will now experience grief and pain but another time is coming so it's like there is a set time for us to experience these painful emotions so it's like when we read the promise we are so quick to jump over to the positive part of the promise right i mean that's what we all want there is a guarantee that the pain is going to go away but a part of that promise is that there will be a time of pain and i think when we are talking about the first experience when we are going to be reading soon from the book of genesis i think pain and sorrow did come as an inevitable part of sin Mm -hmm. right you don't go through pain because you've stolen a chocolate like i i i struggled with that for the longest time and i still need to fight it sometimes like when i feel pain when i'm sick um i think about the wrong things i've done i'm like yo god is probably punishing me but it doesn't work like that and perhaps that's a study for another day but i think from those two texts that we read we are being guaranteed that as long as we are on earth as long as sin is still a thing, right, we will experience pain, right? You are not experiencing pain because God loves you any less. But also, it's not like God loves you anymore. God loves you, right, regardless of what you're feeling, right? But that pain is going to end when Jesus comes, and it's going to turn to joy forever. Can you imagine it? Like, being happy forever? I don't know. For me, it doesn't even sound... Realistic. Oh Realistic. Not even exciting. It's like I can't. No, like. I mean, but I think I think as well. That's the beauty in it that we can't even comprehend it. You know. Being happy forever, like not having anything mm. to bother me. What am I going to be thinking about half of the time? Because what do you think about half of the time, right? You. Your worries, your anxieties. You're always thinking, oh my gosh, what's next in heaven, in the new heaven and in the new earth. No worry at all. No worry. I can't imagine a life without worries. I genuinely can't. Like, that's like being 100% sanguine. Okay. Like, okay. Ha- being 100% sanguine. Because I feel like that's what it is. You know? I wouldn't necessarily sanguine, but... It's like just being carefree because there's nothing. Literally. It's not that you're even, like... You know, there's that trait where people have problems, but they're ignoring them and they're being happy all the time. But mm. in this case, you don't have any problems. That's crazy. That is like, it's quite big. Mm. But mm. basically, that is the guarantee. That was a quick short answer. But before we move on with the session, right, I want to play us something. And this is from one of our favorite shows, right? Not our... Well, it's one, okay, it's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Chosen. You've probably heard about it. Oh, probably I watched it. I watched it. 
our tools later. I mean, about this. I, I do not even want to tell you. About this. But it doesn't matter. But there's a line that Jesus says in this in this play, not not this play in this series. Yo, it is so accurate. Like you read John sixteen twenty, right? And you listen to what this to what Jesus says in this line. It is so perfect. It's literally answering the question of why do we still need to go through all these pain and grief and all these sad emotions so just give it a listen and perhaps this will make you quite and it's not about the show but yeah, we're not saying go watch the we, show but we're not saying don't go and watch it <laughs> anyways it's not about the show okay please just give it a listen no one could no one else could have said this better that's why we chose to play it like we could have honestly gotten these lines and read them out loud but there's no the way have. but there's a way that he says it okay anyways we are here now and let's let's play it right and oh yeah it's amazing it's amazing All right let's go told me the messiah would bring an end to pain and suffering if you are people are saying you are when will you do that I'm here to preach the good news of the kingdom of heaven. A kingdom that is not of this world. A kingdom that is coming soon. Where yes, sorrow and sighing will flee away. I make a way for people to access that kingdom. But in this world, bones will still break. Hearts will still break. But in the end, the light will overcome darkness. Speaking of broken bones. In this world, bones will still break. Hearts will still break. But in the end, light will overcome darkness. Yeah? Essentially, yes. Yeah? And that opens way for what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, div- divine provision for anxiety. Divine's provision. Divine mm-hmm. provision for anxiety. What does God has to say? What does God have to say about mm-hmm. the anxiety we go through in our lives today? All right. What does he have to say about that? And it's what we're going to be essentially talking about today. And perhaps before we get into that, we need to clarify that we are talking about anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is the temptation to, to, to throw in other words as well. But we need to keep it at talking about God providing for anxiety. And maybe we need to talk about and explain briefly what anxiety is, right? Before we... <laughs> before, we before we get into it, because we can easily talk about stress. We could easily talk about all other things so i think a good place to to start this conversation is what anxiety is think, not even not I even think, in a deep clinical I way think, you know just anxiety yeah but i and think, I think can, you're the one who can do that having your 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 education courses that you did yeah, you to define that i mean i was not hoping to be put on the spot but i think I mean, anxiety in its most basic sense, right? We are not talking about the clinical condition of anxiety, right? Which is an entire diagnosable thing. That's not what we're talking about. When we're talking about anxiety, 
we is anxiety and fear yeah anxiety it's like constant worry and fear about something right when you talk when you say that oh i'm so anxious it's like you are on the edge i feel like that is my perfect definition or understanding or simple way of putting anxiety out there it's living a life on the edge like you can never be like you know it's like you wake up your heart is beating fast oh my word i don't know what's gonna happen today oh my gosh 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 it's like a life on the edge you know so yeah i think simply put that is anxiety that that is the anxiety we are talking about this is the anxiety that at least every human being experiences right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we're not we're not talking about that other one, and perhaps which is why I was thinking that we need to have a supplemental session and talk about anxiety, and talk about overthinking, and also talk about maybe about the medical condition and how to avoid the day to day anxiety that we experience to it being the actual condition, right? But that can be a supplemental session we can have down the line. But yeah, I think a life on the edge. I think that's a good definition. And it was coined right here. Huh? Yes. Okay. Um, I like I liked the story that the lesson study began with, mm-hmm. which was acclaimed to Winston Churchill, I think. And essentially, the story is about a man. So mm-hmm. this man meets fear. So fear is personified to be absurd, some sort of being, right? So this man meets fear and plague. And they tell this man that we are going to this village and basically what we want to do is kill about 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, the man, and then the man is asking Plague. And he's like, so Plague, are you going to kill Are you, are you gonna kill the most? Right? And Plague says, no. I'm just going to kill a couple hundred. The rest going to be killed by fear. You know, it's very interesting the things we tend to do. And in most cases, seem to be very unnecessary. Mm. Because we do them of fear or worry mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. lives. True. And... Yeah, today want to, so what does God have to say about that? What do you think, Mando? I mean, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Mm. Um, we're not getting there yet, right? We, are, we, are we are we answering that question yet with how how God is providing for yeah. anxiety? I think we're starting at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, just... from the book of Genesis with the first fearful experience. I think we are we're going to give the tips, not the tips rather, but how how and what God has provided for anxiety. That will be in our part two. But for now, it is the first fearful experience mm-hmm. recorded in scripture, at least, that we have. Well, the one that we have, it is in scripture from the very beginning. Um, Adam and Eve, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe we should not read it. But from Genesis 3, verse 6 to 10, they sin, both of them. And what do they do? They hide from God. They hide from God, right? Mm. Why did they hide from God? You know, they're naked. They're naked, right? Uh-huh. They were feeling some sort of... I think shame is the big thing uh-huh. that comes out of there. Uh-huh. But what the lesson pointed out, something that I had never thought of also, was their fear, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, my love, what have you done? Mm. Actually, when you get, sure. to, when you get on to read what other writers tend to say about the scenery, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Ellen White, a uh, very reliable author, by the way. Uh, she, she, she says regarding the scene that she was referring specifically to Adam in this case. And she says how, right, 
before, right, when you read Patrick's and Prophets and, and the book Truth About Angels, mm-hmm. she, she will tell you how when Adam ate the fruit, at first there was some sense of exalting, but soon after he felt a sense of terror filled his heart mm-hmm. because of the sin that he had committed that he had done mm-hmm. and now god is coming and he they know they've done wrong and you know it's just that wow what have we done here mm. we've messed up and you know when you get to see the consequences like adam had to see the consequences of sin like adam probably went through a lot imagine witnessing perfection and then witnessing the sinful world sure and it's all on you it's all on you yeah he, he had to carry that with him mm-hmm. so yeah he, he was really filled with a lot of yeah yeah terror and mm, fear and fear. basically this is the first fearful account mm. that we have presented not fearful account but the first account mm. of like fear and anxiety presented to us in scripture and it's not necessarily like mm. anxiety about anything mm. else it was anxiety about the sin that they had committed and it's like mm. how are we going to be able to stand in the sight of holy god and i feel like their fear was manifested differently from ours because Mm -hmm. we have fear but we know that there's a plan we know that there's a provision they weren't sure they were they didn't know there was anything they They found out later that that okay god will will provide provision so it's like you are afraid and there's no solution Mm -hmm. nothing Mm-hmm. Nothing. You that know, was Adam and after, Eve. After you <gasps> sin, you that can, is so crazy. You, you, you can go and repent. Like you have that option. Yeah, you have someone to call. As soon as they sin, they didn't know that option would even oh exist. Oh my goodness! Look at this. There was just the two of them. They both messed up. The mm. two of them. Were they gonna call the angels for comfort? They couldn't call them. They hid from God. Mm. So it's like this fearful encounter was mm. like probably the worst, right? Probably, because definitely. right now. We feel anxious, but we know at the back of our heads that Jesus, that not is, even Jesus, like it could be a friend, but you know that there is a solution somehow, somewhat, mm. right? Or perhaps maybe you are and have been in situations like Adam and Eve where you genuinely feel like there's nothing. Maybe there is that, right? But, but we are the, in a world, you know, where there is the existence of psychologists, therapists, yeah. that those solutions... Even if you don't, if you don't, you know that even even if you're not the type of person to talk to some talk to people in the back of your mind, there is something. There is something. There was nothing. Nothing. At, at least at that point, before God eventually, you know, made provision. Yeah, it's on on top of that. There is nothing. Number two, it's their first time there. They feel the strange mm. emotion. Mm. They are so perfect. It's like the lesson mentions this as well. That it's like when you are a baby. And babies, like when they come into the world, they have a lot of fearful experiences. Mm. And of course, when they grow up, like if I asked you right now, what is the first one? When, when was the first time that you were anxious? I don't remember. You don't remember, right? Mm. So it's like, um, yeah, it's that sort of thing where, um, yeah. And this is where the beauty of God comes in. Sorry to interject. Mm-hmm. This is where the beauty of this is where this is now where divine provision comes in in the anxiety, that despite. What they were seeing around them, the effects of sin, you know, Cain killing Abel, Mm-mm. and all that happening. And them knowing that, you know what, we, we sort of directly caused this. They had to look to the promise that God made for them, and the provision that God had now provided. And, yeah. you know, and I think that that's, where, that's a beautiful place to end part one, okay. and to start off part two. That yeah. in anxiety, in the midst of anxiety... Looking God to God's provided. promises Mm-mm. and to what and claiming the promises of God and holding fast to them, like how that song says, 
hold fast till I come to mm. the sweet promises of heaven, the kingdom rich. Okay, we'll go into detail into that later. Why it is so important, specifically for us as well as an end time people. Mm. But first, mm. of course, we'll outline how to hold on to God's promises, and then mm. we'll talk about why it's very important for us, especially mm. as the end time people of God. Mm. I think. Let's end of part one here. All right. Begin part two on that note. All right. See you in literally a second. Don't go anywhere. Just click on the next episode.